Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, your host. The summer is certainly whizzing by, isn't it? It always goes so fast. It certainly does for me, too. It's part of what we call in the Western Church, the ordinary time here in the Eastern Churches. We call it the various Sundays after Pentecost. So it's outside of the the major cycles of the birth of Christ and his death and resurrection, the Lenten season, all those really high-powered times of the liturgical year. But it's really not ordinary. It's never really ordinary. Actually, in spirituality, the truth about life is that the extraordinary is the ordinary. What we consider to be extraordinary is the ordinary. That is, holiness, life in Christ might seem extraordinary today, especially now, but it is actually the ordinary. And during this so-called ordinary time, the summer days when we're off from school and people are away, a lot of them away from church and so on, church attendance and collections often goes down. At the same time, it's not always so ordinary. We have some wonderful feast days, fasting periods during the summer months. One of the ones we have coming up now will be the feast of Elijah the prophet, the great prophet. And today in the Byzantine liturgical calendar, we celebrate the Sunday of the fathers of the six ecumenical councils. These are the first six councils that happened over several centuries in the early, basically the first millennium of the church. And these councils hashed out for us who Jesus Christ was, what we really believe in, in terms of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the Mother of God, how she figures into all this, because it's all interconnected. What you say about one, you say about the other. That's why we say in the Eastern churches, we like to call the Virgin Mary. Yes, we do call her Virgin Mary, call her many titles, but our primary title is Mother of God, because it's a theological affirmation that the person she held in her womb was fully human, but he was also God. So we call her the mother of God. Not that God has a mother in the natural sense, but he has a mother because he was without beginning and without end. But in terms of his human life here, as he took on the human nature of Christ while remaining God, his mother was the Virgin Mary. So she carried within her womb, he who was man, but also God. In our day and age, many people are becoming very aware of demons, 
That's right, demons. Demons seem to be flying around. Evil seems to be unleashed. Many people are saying this now, becoming anxious, fearful, even people who otherwise wouldn't pay much attention to it. Because how else can you really explain what is going on in the world today, even in the church? So much chaos, so much evil, tension, division, fear, anxiety, seemingly hopelessness. Church leaders many times seem to be letting us down, world leaders letting us down, organizations caving to pressure from groups that have agendas. And most of the time, those agendas have to do with really a cosmic evil that manifests itself in certain ideologies, such as communism and socialism, which seems very attractive to a lot of young people today because they don't really understand what that is. They didn't live through the horrors of communism and socialism. Many of their teachers and professors are inclined that way, so they take advice from them and they're enamored with them. So they start to believe in this false utopian that really is communism and socialism. And the Eastern churches know very well the horrors of communism and socialism, especially my church, which suffered greatly under persecution in the, during the Soviet Union times in Eastern Europe and so on. So what do we do? What, what do we know about demons? In the Eastern churches, demons are referred to often. We even have in our prayers, we have prayers that ask our Lord to protect us from demons, demons that roam around at night and so on. Before the baptism in the Eastern churches, we do an exorcism. And we actually mention during the ceremony, the exorcism ceremony prior to baptism, about the different demons. And they're attached to the different vices, or in the Eastern churches, we call them thoughts or the gizmoids or passions, the fallen passions, you know, the what would more commonly be known as the seven deadly sins. Only in the Eastern churches, there's eight, you know, gluttony and envy and anger, you know, all those terrible dark things, vengeance, greed, laziness, all those things have a demon attached to them. That's right. They actually have a demon assigned to them. Sometimes the demons are even referred to by the vice. In other words, the demon of avarice, the demon of lust. And in Eastern churches, the demon thing is very real. In the early church, the great spiritual masters, such as Evagrius Ponticus, he was a monk that wrote about prayer and asceticism. And he talked about the different demons or passions and how to then war against them. In the Eastern churches, the great spiritual masters called spirituality, it wasn't something so nice. We think of spirituality as, oh, nice, spiritual, being spiritual. Well, yeah, being spiritual is good, but spirituality itself, they described as a, very simply, as a warfare. It is warring against the cosmic forces of evil that take their place in our fallen passions in the form of these demons. And we can be possessed by demons. We can have the full-blown formal devil possession that we oftentimes basically know only about from movies, even though it does exist. We tend to associate with uh, Hollywood movies like The Exorcist and so on. But we can also be possessed or meaning taken hold of by these other demons. Do you ever notice that sometimes? You just feel so out of sorts, just in a bad mood and you can't shake the anger. You can't shake the tension. I had a day like that the other day. And ironically, or maybe providentially, it was the next day after I preached a homily on demons because the gospel was about Jesus Christ driving the demons out of the possessed men and driving those demons into the pigs. They went over the bluff into the, into the lake. The next day, I had kind of a rough day, and I, 
I kind of associate it with attack from demons because it's it's like uh, something you can't fully explain, and sometimes it kind of takes hold of you. you try to shake it. You, should, you, can't, you can't shake it off. You know, you're uptight, you're angry, you're irritable, and it can't really be explained by any particular thing. So those are demons. Yeah, they are very real. But the demons manifest themselves. They incarnate themselves in our reality. Just as God incarnated himself in our reality, took on our flesh, entered into his own creation, infused it with his presence, so too evil manifests itself. It incarnates itself. It just doesn't float in the air like dust or something. It incarnates itself. That's why it will possess people in various forms. And it will incarnate itself in terms of different ideologies. Now, through history, these ideologies could be identified as heresies. There was always a heresy in church history, and that's why the six ecumenical councils that we celebrate today, this is why we celebrate them, because these great luminaries of the church during these different times came together and they fought against and clarified the true teaching of the church against heresies. And heresies are very destructive because if you don't have the right attitude, the right view of heaven, of God, of humanity, of marriage, family, sexuality, in the environment, work, government, fairness, justice, you know, legal systems, the economy, if you don't have the right understanding of that, in other words, a sacramental liturgical worldview of those things, then what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to do those things correctly, and they can become destructive. So demons take up their residence in human affairs, in different philosophies and ideologies, all of which basically try to negate the real incarnation. In other words, the incarnation of God, Jesus Christ. Because the incarnation unites heaven and earth, and that's a very big theme in Eastern spirituality. That's why we're very sacramental. We're very environmental. That's right. We were environmentalists long before it was fashionable. We see God in the environment. We see God in everything. And that's why we say everything is sacred or revealing God. We bless all kinds of things. Well, most especially the human person is seen as the image and likeness of God. And so to see life that way is to see it correctly. And so we're very vigilant in the Eastern churches about life that is seen in a way that is trying to refute or deny or dismantle that sacramental worldview. You see, civilization, family, marriage, the structures of society, of a benevolent, just society, these are actually reflections of the kingdom of heaven on earth. You know, in the Our Father, we sing and chant, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are to make on earth what is in heaven, as best as it can be. It cannot be fully heaven on earth here, but Heaven has touched earth, and we are to cooperate with God to make heaven on earth, make earth as much like heaven as possible. And so this is why we are very vigilant about seeing correctly, about seeing that which goes against that worldview, but also seeing and living that correct incarnational worldview. So evil seeks to dismantle that heaven and earth connection, that incarnational dimension. Because if you deny it in temporal things, if you deny it in the ways of a society, the ways we look at human beings, if we can change that, then it's a way of denying or hiding, obliterating the presence of God. So basically it's a way of eliminating God, or at least trying to, by denying his presence in the incarnation. 
societal structures are designed to reflect the kingdom of God. Therefore, demons will infiltrate societal structures. And we have things like the cultural revolution that we're all disturbed about right now, which is, in fact, evil. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at byzantinecatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you... Hi, I'm Bishop Earl Boyer for WJKNAM and W227BYFM, Good Shepherd Catholic Radio in Jackson, Michigan, and you're listening to Light of the East. Ladies, would you like to know what it is that men really want? I am Father Thomas Lawyer with a Theology of the Body moment for the Tabor Life Institute. In complement to a woman's body, the body of a man is designed to act upon the environment to go up against things greater than he is. Men are designed to defend, protect, tear down, build, resist, invent, in short, to accomplish the task. Their greatest desire, therefore, is to be told that they have what it takes, they measure up, and have indeed accomplished the task. Conversely, a man's greatest fear is to be told that he is not adequate, that he is a failure. A man wants to see reflected in the eyes of his woman the essential message of his manhood, Yes, I do believe in you, honey. You are my knight in shining armor. Ladies, when a man hears that message, he will do anything for you. To find out more about the theology of the body, visit TaborLife.org. TaborLife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyal, your host, here as we move very quickly through this summer. It's been a wonderful summer in many ways, as summers always are, but it's been a very, in a sense, frightening or chaotic one because the demons are indeed loose. I mean, anybody who's reasonable, especially if you have faith, you're going to be able to see that. The demons are running around wild. They are incarnating themselves in the hearts and minds, especially of young people who are very idealistic by nature. It's okay. Many of them are taking part in demonstrations, especially ones who are not being violent, but they are well-intended. They are trying to 
stand up for what they think is something that is right and just, like we shouldn't have prejudice and unfairness in the world, yes. But they don't realize also they're being duped, they're being used or folded into something which goes far beyond just fairness and trying to fight against any kind of prejudice and racism and so on. So we have forces that are trying to destroy, as I mentioned before the break, civilization itself, especially American civilization, because it's one of the last bastions of civilization that reflects the image and likeness of God in the human person. In other words, our justice system, you know, we just came through not too long ago, July 4th, celebrating the Declaration of Independence. And in there, it talks about the inalienable rights of every human being made in the image and likeness of God, made equal. doesn't mean the same. It means equal, the dignity of the human person. And we just celebrated that. So that is what our country was founded on. And that's why we're under such attack, especially from inside. It's forces from outside, but also they worm their way inside, as evil always does. So we definitely have to acknowledge the fact that we are in a battle for civilization, a battle probably we've never seen before. Maybe the closest we've come is when the barbarians invaded the Roman Empire and brought the Roman Empire down. Yes, the Roman Empire got decadent and it was pagan, so like that. But however, the Greco-Roman world was civilization at that time. And in fact, the Christian world that developed afterwards did draw from whatever were the riches of the Greco-Roman world. But the barbarians came along and they just destroyed everything. They didn't have learning and culture and so on. They had eventually be Christianized and then contribute to the building up of culture and civilization. So to destroy America, destroy modern Western civilization, is a way in which evil is trying to wipe out the presence of God on earth. We have to be very vigilant. In the prayers before we receive Holy Communion, the Byzantine liturgy, we actually pray for the spirit of vigilance. That we say that this body and blood of Christ, when we receive it, that it is for us to develop the virtue of vigilance. Vigilance means being on your toes, you know, to see what is evil, but also what is good, what is of God. To be on your toes, to see sacramentally, according to the vision of the liturgy, but also to be aware of that which is not according to that vision. So we have to be careful of naivety, of being duped, because what's out there right now is evil. It uses pretty wrapping to disguise itself, but it is evil. And what do we do then? Well, as I mentioned, first of all, we have to be vigilant. And drawing from the Eastern spirituality, as I mentioned earlier, we also are aware of the reality of demons. We have to pray and develop the virtues that go against the demons that wore them off. A couple of things that wore them off is this the name of Jesus. So we have this powerful, simple but powerful. See, that's how our faith is. That's how God is. Simple but profound and powerful. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The name of Jesus wards off the devil. The devil is profoundly afraid of certain things like the name of Jesus and holy water, a crucifix. That's right. Deathly afraid of that. <laughs> no pun intended. Deathly afraid because the devil is about death. But also, we have other things that help to fight against the demons. We also have things like the saints and the celebration of the saints, such as we're going to do this week, the great prophet Elijah. Tremendous, the greatest of all prophets in the Old Testament. Now, one of the reasons we can look through the prophet Elijah in particular, it's rather providential, he's coming up now during the summer when we have all this chaos going on, is because we often don't know how to react to it all. You see, a lot of times we 
believe or understand spirituality as being, well, I'll use the term nice or sweet or soft or calm. Yes, it, it is that, just as Christ was, but it also has a certain violence to it. I don't mean hurting other people by violence, but I mean a certain strength that steps up to battle. As I said earlier, the great spiritual masters of the Eastern churches referred to spirituality in not-so-nice terms. It was battle. It is battle, warfare. So, we have a saint here, Elijah, and I'm going to read a little passage for you. This is from the First Kings, chapter 18. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. When they had done so, he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been destroyed. He took twelve stones, a number of tribes for the sons of Jacob, to whom the Lord had said, Your name shall be Israel. He built an altar in honor of the Lord with the stones and made a trench around the altar large enough for two seas of grain. When he had arranged the wood, he cut up the young bowl, laid it on the wood. Fill four jars with water, he said, and pour it over the holocaust and over the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he said, and they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar, and the trench was filled with the water. At the time for offering sacrifice, the prophet Elijah came forward and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and have done all these things by your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me, that this people may know that you, Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to their senses. The Lord's fire came down and consumed the holocaust, wood, stones, and dust, and it lapped up the water in the trench. Seeing this, all the people fell prostrate and said, The Lord is God, the Lord is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Let none of them escape. They were seized, and Elijah had them brought down to the brook of Kishon, and there he slit their throats. Hmm. The prophet slitting throats. You know how many prophets of Baal there were? 450. Can you imagine the slaughter of that? This is by one of the holiest men that ever lived because he was taken up, as we know from the story of Elijah, to heaven in a fiery chariot, body and soul. When you are taken body and soul together to heaven, you are the holy, holy, holy person. You are the holiest of holies. And the holiest of the holiest of the holies is, of course, beyond God himself, is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she, too, went to heaven body and soul together, as you know, Feast of the Assumption or the Dormition, as we call it in the Eastern churches. So Elijah, being so holy... So powerful a prophet that he was taken body and soul into heaven on a fiery chariot. And yet he slit the throats of false prophets. At the same time, Elijah has some very heartwarming stories where he brought a widow's son back to life, breathed on him three times, laid him on a bed. He had died and he breathed over him three times and brought him back to life. Notice the number three here in these stories. You know what that hints at, right? That's right. Christ rising on the third day some of that allegorical typology that we love in the Eastern churches. So Elijah is an example of what I call the genius of the both and, a gentle, tender spirit, but also a fiery, fearsome prophet for what was good and right. He just didn't kill those prophets just for the sake of a killing because he was a mean guy. Now you have to remember at that time, things were a little bit different in the Old Testament. There was a no-nonsense there. Many times God himself asked the people to wipe out the adversaries because they were manifestations of evil. Well, we're called to do the same thing. And this is our advice here at Light of the East and, and how to respond to the chaos, intimidation, and fear and uncertainty. Take the example of the saints, especially like Elijah, who set before us right during this summertime in the Eastern churches. And his example is the both and. Yes, we can be gentle and loving and compassionate, 
But when need be, we have to stand up and stand firm and push back. Oh yeah, push back. Don't be afraid. Take the examples of these saints. That's why we have them put before us. And in fact, we do interesting things such as bless our cars, our vehicles, bicycles, trucks, whatever, anything that moves, anything that we transport anything on, we bless it. We actually bring it to church. You should see my church. is bicycles and tricycles and motorcycles and trucks and cars all over the place. People love it. And I go and I bless it all because Elijah was taken up in a fiery chariot. And that's how we enter into the reality of this prophet. But we also have to live the reality of his example and be prophets, powerful prophets, for our own day. Thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. gives us an opportunity to become part of a larger family. It can be so lonely when we are struggling in our faith or just try to live our faith on our own. But Catholic Radio connects us to that larger community of faith where we're able to get the support, the encouragement, and the grace that we need to not just struggle on, but to really celebrate all the blessings that God brings into our life through our Catholic faith. Dr. Greg Popchak thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.